The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Hello, boys and girls. How are you? You know, today is going to be a wonderful day. Today could be a wonderful day for many reasons. We might get mail from the postman. Or we might just get a song from Ace. Because I'm back. They're getting wild for me And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats, man, they all got this style for me And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean World debut, I know they gon' fiend Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs Girls from brunettes down to blonde queens These young boys don't know what a darn mean I'm just a bad boy, gone clean I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober Don't drink liquor and all the game's over Need a plane, I explain it to my broker Three bots in the hood, top down and ain't over You know there's more men where that come from Me and Kuda love rolling back to back in one See the names have all changed since I've been around But the game ain't the same since I left out everybody and welcome back to the far center um it's been a little while and um i'll go ahead and apologize to anybody who's been listening to the show and anybody who's been wanting to listen to the show for the last little bit um you know when um when i sort of lost my uh my spot in um in the old recording place where I was doing the Far Center before I, I I lost a little bit of the drive to do the show and um, I'm starting to feel it again. I've had a, a few people basically uh, message me and say that they want to hear me do another show and you know people have sent me advice on what to do shows on and you know so thank you to those people and um, thank you to you if you if you're a loyal listener and if you've been waiting around and. If you're really excited to see this uh, this pop up on your computer or tablet or cell phone, um, happy to oblige. Now, uh, about the topic this week, I uh, I wanted to give a quick little update about it. Normally, um, on these shows, I don't do an awful lot of topical subjects. I don't talk about uh, what's going on in the news at the moment very often I uh, didn't do uh, I didn't do anything on the election I don't uh, I don't usually try to cover those subjects I try to cover something a little deeper um, but today uh, kind of harmoniously fits in with what I wanted to talk about 
Um, so about four and a half hours now, um, I received a message from a friend who told me that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had been uh, pronounced not guilty um, on all five of the counts which he was charged with in Kenosha, Wisconsin, as a result of the shooting which happened last summer. Um, and the topic that I wanted to cover today is uh, partially about that um, court case, um, but also about, in general, the idea of the difference between morality and law and why it's important that we understand that there's a difference and why it's important that um, structures and systems which we want to last a long time actually need to be based on laws and not on morality. So yeah, we'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, declared not guilty on all five counts, uh, which he was charged with. And to me, a lot of what happened here was that there were two different trials going on, really. There was the one that was sort of going on on the inside of people's heads. Um, and then there was the one that was happening in real time, which you could watch. Um, you know, one of those blessings of modern technology, you could watch everything that was happening and um, decide for yourself what you thought. Um, Many of the things that a lot of us were told after the shooting happened uh, have just proven to be patently false. Um, when, the, when the shooting first happened, when we first got um, you know, CNN and MSNBC and even Fox News um, covering it, we were told several things that turned out uh, over the course of the, uh, the legal proceedings to not be true. Um, first of all, we were told that um, Kyle Rittenhouse had shot uh, one of his victims in the back as he was running away. Uh, that did not happen. Um, we were told that Kyle Rittenhouse um, transported his weapon across state lines. Uh, that did not happen. We were told that um, he was not legally allowed to own his firearm, and that was not legally true. Uh, we were told um, of all of all the many, many people who could have told us a thing, Joe Biden um, said in a tweet that um, <laughs> that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist, which there's no evidence to support that theory at all. So what did we learn? Uh, about the actual facts in the case? Well, first of all, we learned that he was there and he was there protecting his community. Um, he had also been asked to be there to help protect some things. That's another thing that we were told wasn't true. We were told that nobody asked him to be there, but that's not the case. People did ask him to come and help defend the properties and things like that which you can find in the court case, in the court documents. Um, so he was there, he was protecting what he considered to be his community. I know that there have been some people who said, well, he doesn't even live there. Um, I'm gonna give you a little bit of understanding from, uh, from where I live. I live in a town called Nestor Falls. 
Uh, Nestor Falls is only a couple of hundred people, and about 45 minutes away is Suneros, and about an hour and a half away is Kenora. Um, if something really terrible was happening in Kenora, I would go there to, to try to help. That, that would be my initial um, and natural response would be, oh, something bad is happening in my community. I'm going to go there and I'm going to attempt to assist. Um, so again, we have a lot of misinformation and a lot of incomplete information that was given to us all um, when this case first became primetime news. Um, he crossed state lines, and that's true, but only in that he lives within a few miles of the state lines, and Kenosha is a few miles on the other side of the state lines. It's about 17 miles, and again, Kenora is 70 miles from me, something to that effect. So um, again, that doesn't really fly with me, the idea that, well, he didn't even belong there. It wasn't his community. It really, really was his community. Um, also, we found out during the case that his father uh, lives in Kenosha. So this was a young man who was there. He was trying to help. He was trying to help defend properties um, from looters and vandals. And I'm going to call them looters and vandals because these are people who were trying to break things and uh, smash windows. Um, he stopped a group of them from essentially running a burning trash bin into the parking lot of a gas station, which I'm not sure about everyone listening, but that sounds dangerous to me. Um, while he was stopping that from happening, uh, one of the people who was trying to um, bring this burning trash can into the parking lot of a gas station told Kyle, if I get you alone, I'm going to fucking kill you. <clears throat> About two hours later, there was an altercation where Kyle, who was still on the street and was still trying to protect properties, um, was basically accosted by this man who then chased Kyle. Um, Kyle, even though he had a rifle in his hand and could have simply turned and shot then and there and still been justified um, legally, again, we're going to talk about legal first and then we'll talk about morality later and we'll talk about the difference. <clears throat> in spite of the fact that he had a rifle in his hand, a weapon with which he could have defended himself instantly, he ran away from the assailant. Um, he ran through a parking lot of a used car lot, and at a certain point, someone, we don't know who because they haven't come forward to legally identify themselves, someone, it's been proven it wasn't Kyle, someone <clears throat> fired off a, a round with, we're assuming, a handgun uh, somewhere behind Kyle, not very far, close enough that he clearly heard the shot. He turned around. The man who had two hours previously said, if I get you alone, I'm going to fucking kill you, was running full force at him. This young man, this 17-year-old man, turned, saw this, and fired. <clears throat> and he, he shot this man, and that, that man died. Kyle then picked up his cell phone. He phoned the police. He phoned 911. He said, I've just shot a man, and I need to turn myself in uh, to the authorities. 
to which they said, well, I guess find some cops because if you didn't know, there's a big riot happening. So Kyle Rittenhouse attempted to uh, flee the scene. He literally ran away, was running towards the police, running towards the police uh, to turn himself in for what you know he at that point uh, believed to be a uh, shooting in self-defense. While he was running away, uh, someone came up to him and tried to knock him down. Um, Kyle was able to um, sort of deflect it, stay on his feet. He kept trying to run away. The same person came and once again struck him hard enough that this time Kyle fell down. And a man came and stomped on him, uh, a man who during the trial was known as Jump Kicker uh, because the uh, the prosecution claimed they did not know who he was, which turned out to be a lie, um, which in itself should tell you a little bit about the case. Kyle turned around and shot twice at this man, missing him uh, both times. The man ran away. Then someone else came up with a skateboard, um, struck Kyle in the head with it. Kyle um, moved backwards to try to get away. He was struck again with the skateboard <clears throat> and at that point opened fire and shot and killed the man with the skateboard who was attacking him. <laughs> at that point, I'm sure in shock, uh, Kyle stayed on the ground for a moment when another man approached him um, with a handgun uh, drawn. Um, Kyle aimed the gun at him, told him, don't come any closer. The man did step forward and moved his handgun into position so that it was pointed at Kyle. This man has um, admitted as much during court proceedings, although he later recanted it on MSNBC and was allowed to simply recant it um, in spite of the fact that while under oath, he had said that it was true that his weapon was pointed at uh, Kyle Rittenhouse when Kyle opened fire. That man lost his arm. Um, which, yes, is sad, um, but don't, don't point your weapons at people who have weapons and then be surprised when their weapons get used on you. That's all I'm going to say about that. So <clears throat> the legal um, understanding that I have of this case is uh, super clear. Um, this was a young man who was legally allowed to be there. At the time, he was legally allowed to be carrying the rifle that he was. And <clears throat> in every single case of him opening fire on someone, he was being attacked or being chased. Um, and his life was being threatened. Now, that's the legal understanding that I have. And so I personally believe that it is a good thing that Kyle Rittenhouse was um, deemed not guilty of these crimes, because in a legal sense, he absolutely was not. <clears throat> now, I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between the legality and the morality of the situation. So I've heard a lot of people say, you know, oh, this, you know, F this kid, he's terrible. Um, and he shouldn't have even been there. And what's a 17 year old doing with a rifle and et cetera, et cetera. Now, as a Canadian, I will go ahead and say that um, 
the the whole idea of uh, rifles just being out and about and um, uh, there you go there's a little Canadian uh, coming through for you but the very idea of rifles being out and available in the public that way uh, seems very strange to me and yet I understand that that is the way that it is there and so legally again he was justified in being there and having his rifle and I believe that the jury was absolutely right that he was justified in shooting these three people and shooting at a fourth <clears throat> morally, I, I have some trouble with this. A 17-year-old kid should not be trying to defend his community. First of all, he shouldn't feel the need to, and yet when the governor very clearly said that he would not intervene and that he would not allow the police to intervene, um, that creates a vacuum, uh, which is sometimes filled by... Um, foolhardy 17-year-old kids. <clears throat> so should he have been there? Probably not. Should he have been there with a rifle? Probably not. But was he legally allowed to do both of those things? And do I believe he was um, justified in shooting when he shot? Yes. Yes, I do. I believe all of those things to be the case <clears throat> legally. And morally, there are a number of other questions that a person could ask. I've had people tell me that, you know, well, if he was black, he wouldn't have got off. And that's, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a moral question that's worth asking. That's a moral question that's worth um, thinking about. But that's not why I believe Kyle Rittenhouse was declared innocent today. I think that he was declared innocent because he was legally innocent of the crimes he was being accused of. Now, in terms of morality, the reason why we don't judge people and why we don't send people to jail based on morality, but based rather upon law, is, I believe, because morality is something which can shift very quickly. Um, and we can go from having a situation where we think that something is allowable, and then it isn't right away after something is done. Um, for instance, I was just watching a video earlier about an assassination uh, in Mexican history where there was a Mexican president. The people didn't want him. They wanted him gone. They wanted him to not be president anymore. Someone came in with a coup and assassinated that president. But then the people basically said, we wanted him gone, but we didn't want you to kill him. That was too far. So again, you have this moral dilemma of we, we want this guy gone. We want this guy gone. We want this guy gone, but not that way. Um, and the reason why societies don't run very well if they're based on morality rather than law is because, as I said, morality can change and shift. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance that when you were younger saying, oh, that's gay, was considered to be very, very normal to you. I know that for me, having grown up in a small town, um, that was just something that you said about things. It was, and, and it, honestly, it's a, it's a comment that I don't make anymore because my morality has, I believe, uh, changed and I believe improved. Um, but the reason why we don't um, have societies based on morality is because they do change too quickly. And what was wrong yesterday may not be wrong tomorrow. And what was wrong yesterday may be right tomorrow. Um, 
And so we have to have a society that is based on laws, logic, um, proof, evidence. Uh, and if we don't, what we have is the potential for a culture and society which cannot continue to be cohesive because it is changing so quickly and so drastically. There's even a case to be made that that is happening in Western society right now as we speak. So I'm very happy um, that Kyle Rittenhouse was proven to be innocent today. I'm very happy that the jury came to that conclusion. I'm very uh, happy that he gets to go home and uh, grow up because I think that legally he was justified in what he did. There will be a lot of people who disagree with me on this, and um, that's totally fine. But if you're going to disagree with me, and if you're going to send me messages, or you're going to at me on Twitter, um, please do so with the understanding that I believe that these kinds of cases need to be judged based on law and not on morality. So if I could just ask you to do something, if you're going to at me right now with angry comments about why Kyle Rittenhouse should be in jail, I want you to do it um, with legal understanding, with understanding of the law and not simply what you believe to be right and wrong. <clears throat> you know, a good example of this is um, it's, it, it's legal to drink alcohol in Utah in spite of the fact that most people in Utah are Mormons and that they don't believe in drinking alcohol. Um, it is still legal to do in that state because there is a difference between morality and law. I know that um, whether or not a person can drink alcohol is not on the same level as, you know, three lives uh, being permanently altered in this case, at least three lives being permanently altered in this case. Um, but the principle is the same. There's a difference between morality and law, and our society will only run properly if it is run on law and not morality. Um, that's going to do it for the Far Center this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, hopefully next week I'm back with another show. It'll be less topical, <laughs> I promise. Um, and yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I've entertained you today and uh, you're back for next week. Thanks a lot. Have a good one.